Okay, so the Tila of Avina Malkenu is does play a central role in our Tfila during the Sarasame Chuva and initially it seems like the Tikkun to say Avina Malkenu was only during a Sarasame Chuva and it seems like some in Yakisha Kahilis that is the only time they say it. They don't say it on Tanesim, like we say it. They only say it during a Sarasame Chuva. And it's the only Tfila on Rosh Hashanah that we mention any kind of personal requests, right? That's when we ask for Rafua, Parnasa, forgiveness, and all the things that are weighing on our mind at that time. And it's also the final tefillah we say in Yom Kippur. Right? That's how we end Yom Kippur is with Avinu Malkeinu. Um, before Yom Kippur ends, then we change the language to Chasmenu. And at that point, we see, you know, we really say it with the intensity that you're supposed to be saying Avinu Malkeinu with. We also up, open the Aram Kaidish during Avinu Malkeinu because what we're trying to do is combine the power of tefillah with the power of Torah. When you open, every time we open the Aram Kaidish, we're trying to demonstrate our commitment to Torah, our limerah Torah, which is one kind of schus, and the two schus together are very powerful. We don't open the Aram Kaidish often. By typical tefillahs, we don't open the Aram Kaidish. On Rosh Hashanah Kippur, by the Putin we do, and Avinu Malkeinu is one other time that we, we always open the Aram Kaidish. Is that the same shot by Shema Yeah, very similar to the concept. Uh, according to many early Mepharshim, the author of Avinu Malkeinu was Rabbi Akiva. It's a, uh, it's a Gemara, Gemara Tainus. The Gemara Tainus Chafeim Beis says that there was a, a drought in Eretz Yisrael, and they had a Tainus, and they had, they were davening, and the Rebbe Eliezer, Rabbi Kiva's Rebbe, came went up to the Amud first, and he damaged Manasseh, and it didn't start raining. And then um, Rabbi Kiva went up to the Amud after, and he started saying Avinu Malkeinu. So according to our Gersa in the Gemara, he just said two of the verses of Avinu Malkeinu. He said, Avinu Malkeinu ein lanu melech ala'ata, and Avinu Malkeinu lamancha rachem aleinu, and it immediately started raining. And according to the Rift's version of the Gemara, in the back, and in Yankiv, uh, Rabbi Kiva said actually five Avinu Malkeinus, one of which we don't say, uh, more than one. So his Avinu Malkeinu were, the first one was Avinu Malkeinu avinu ata, the second was Avinu Malkeinu en lanu ata, that we do say, Avinu Malkeinu chatanu lufanecha, that we say, Avinu Malkeinu rachem aleinu, so that's, we add to that, but that's we say, and Avinu Malkeinu asei manu luman shemecha. But we'll examine a little bit later why we don't say Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Ata, and it's, it's interesting, uh, that particular Nusach. Anyway, after the original initiation by Rabbi Kiva of this concept of davening Avinu Malkeinu, so Klai Yisrael added more and more verses to the original as, as generations passed, and the tour mentions that there are 22 Psukim in, in Avinu Malkeinu, according to Seder Aleph Beis. Uh, we actually have 44, double. We have 44 Avinu Malkenus, sit and count them. Um, the other Ashkenaz communities, it seems, yeah, also German communities, they had uh, 38. They, they deleted six of them, basically the ones that are, re- are really repetitious, um, that we're saying, it's almost the same thing. So they, they, those, some of those they, they didn't say. And Svartim have much less. Svartim only have 29 that they say. They stop basically after the Kasvenus, like right after the Kasvenus, they stop. And this is an interesting, very interesting point. The Lavush makes it, really Rishayim already make this point. He says that the Avinu Malkenus really correspond to the Brachas Vishman And this is an interesting, um, I guess, uh, uh, it's a project or you can exercise, try to figure out which ones correspond with which. 
So some of them are very obvious, right? So Achzirenu b'shuvah shalema is Hashivenu. Slachim chal chal v'nesenu is slachlanu. Slach v'fuah shalema is rafeinu, right? So a lot of the middle brachas are are obvious. That's what the Levush says. Um, but the which ones correspond to avos gvuros and atukadosh? That's where it gets very interesting. The, there's a sitter, it's called Avedis Yisrael. It's known as the Reilheim sitter. It's one of the earliest sidurim, I mean, not from the Rishayna, but like that was someone took the trouble to go through all the old Nishchayas and try to get an accurate language for the sitter. It was published in 1868. Um, so he right, has a purish too, the, the, the sitter. And he says that, Ein lanu that's Avis. And Zachar ki Afra Nachnu, that's Atagibar. And Asela Imanu Laman Shemecha is at the Kaddish. So we'll get to that also soon, what that means. Because this actually not only helps us understand Avinu Malkeinu, it's going to actually help us understand the bracha a little better also of uh, of, 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 of the first bracha Shemana and Atagibar, the second bracha. Now, Avinu Malkeinu, an interesting thing is that it was established to be part of Shemana Asrei. say that it's, it's in the place of Halal. And normally, when do we say Halal? We say Halal right after Chazar Sashatz. And you're not supposed to talk, really. You're not supposed to be mafsik between Shemana Esrei, Chazar Sashatz, and Hal. And you say Kaddish Tiskabel after Hal, right? Common trip up on Shchidish and, uh, yeah, right? Which one is the Tiskabel? Really, the Tiskabel, whenever you're going to say Tiskabel, it goes back on Hal and Shemana Esrei, because Hal is a continuation of Shemana Esrei. Um, and the Rishonim say that, uh, that Avinu Makenu was put in place of Hal for Rosh Hashanim Kippur, because we don't say Hal on Rosh Hashanim Kippur, even though it's Yantiv. We don't say, and it's in this place, and that's why we say Kaddish Tzkabel, same thing. We say it after we say Avinu Malkeinu. And um, uh, your rabbi quotes this, and what's interesting is like this. It, it means that the same way Hal supplements Shemin Asrei. How does Hal supplement Shemin Asrei? It's a continuation of the Brich Sedah. So Maidim and Lchana Lahaydais, we continue with Hal to continue that Seder of praise with the whole of Hal, and then that finishes off that part of Shemin Asrei, and you say uh, Kaddish Tzkabel. And likewise, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, when we can't say Hal, why can't we say Hal on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? The Gemara says because Sifrei Chaim and Sifrei Mesim, Suchum Lufanav, Kadosh Baruch Hu is judging us on life and death. It's not appropriate. You don't. It's not the right mode of emotion to be saying Hal. So instead, we put Avinu Malkeinu in that position and we taka demonstrate that we're concerned about the fact. That it's it's uh, it, it, it's sifrei chayim and sifrei mesim suchon lefanav, and then that's how we add to shemun esrei. So that is really continuing the bakasha part of shemun esrei instead of conti- continuing the haidah part of shemun esrei. It's kind of a continuation of the bakasha part, the middle of shemun esrei. And there, you, you're, you should really look at it the same way. Meaning, when when in davening do we really express how we feel about yantu? That's by hal. Right, Hal is when we say it with excitement, we say, we scream out, we sing by Hal, we shake our Lulav and Esri by Hal. The, that's the place in Davening where you really express that you're feeling what the Yantiv is all about. And Avinu Malkin is the same thing for Ashtanim Kippur. That is the place in Davening where we are meant to express that we feel and we experience what the Yantiv is all about, which is it's a matzav of dinner and it's a day of judgment and our fates are being decided. And it's, uh, th- therefore, it's, it's important to do that. In other words, that's why you see everybody in Klal Yisrael takes the time by Avinu Malkeinu. If there's any time in, in, in davening that people really get into it, it's by Avinu Malkeinu. It's when everybody 
just as by how people's when people tend to get into it by Vidim Alkenu it is and it's there I think that is what it was put there for. What? Oh, about to get to that. Okay. Great question. So it's actually a difference between Ashkenaz and Sfardi Minig. Sfaradim actually say it on Shabbos. Ashkenaz Minig is not to say it on Shabbos. So the Levush discusses it. Now, the, even on uh, Yom Kippur, when it falls on Shabbos, we don't say Avinu Malkeinu, except by Ne'ilah. Ne'ilah is the only exception. Then if, uh, even if Yom Kippur is on Shabbos, we say by Ne'ilah. But they, try to, they struggle to understand why we shouldn't say it on Shabbos. And the struggle is because the partial reason that's given is that we don't make personal requests on Shabbos, right? We don't say the middle brachas of Shemana, say we don't make personal requests. But the Levush says it doesn't make so much sense because he says Rosh Hashanah davening, Yom Kippur davening, there's plenty of personal requests that we make. We ask for slicha, we ask for mechila, uh, you know, we, we have all the piyutim, all the other bakashas we make. So why would it be, he says, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is a different kind of davening anyway, so why, would not, why wouldn't we say Avinu Malkeinu? So he doesn't understand that. So he says the reason is, like, because of what we said before. The reason why we don't say Avinu Malkeinu on Shabbos is because Avinu Malkeinu is really there to take the place of the middle brachas of Shemana Esrei. You're su- supplementing the middle brachas of Shemana Esrei. And on Shabbos there are no middle brachas of Shemana Esrei, so they were misakinet on Shabbos. On Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, which is a weekday, essentially there should be middle brachas of Shemana Esrei, so they left Avinu Malkeinu in place. But on Shabbos there aren't any, so that's why they don't. But they ask on the Levosh, that if so, why don't we say it Arab Shabbos Mincha, right? Now, there's no reason not to say it then. If that's the whole reason, then it's Friday. Why shouldn't we say it? And I haven't seen any tarots on that. So both <coughs> approaches have their issues. And as far as in Takadu say it on Shabbos. So it's a different, different minute. Um, it's interesting is that we do say it by Ne'ilah on Yom Kippur. So Pashat, the reason is, is because since, you know, it's the time of the Ne'ilah Shar, it's the Chesimah, the Gizmar Din, so that... It's so important that, so to speak, it's Deicha Shabbos. You know, we, 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 it's usually also close to night also, so we, that's why we say it. But uh, the Meshachachma says an interesting thing. I've said this before. The Meshachachma says that typically we can't be forgiven for Chil Hashem. And the Gemara says that the only Kapara you can get for Chil Hashem is Misa. You, need to, you have to do Tshuva, but you only finish your Kapara with Misa. And he explains the reason is because generally the judgment of every Jew goes through the Bez and Shalmaila. And the Bezdin Shalmaila doesn't have the ability to forgive for Chil Hashem. It's Hashem's honor. They don't have the power to forgive for Chil Hashem. But he says during the Elah, Kaddish Baruch Hu judges himself. He's the sole judge. And there you could actually be, he could forgive you for Chil Hashem. So he says, if so, it's because Nefesh, because this, otherwise you have to die. So that's why you say Avinu Malkeinu, even on Shabbos. This is Pshat. This is powerful. This powerful thought. Yeah, that just gives you an idea of how powerful. Avinu uh, Malkeinu is, especially by Nila. Um, many Tziburs, many Kehillas, they have the Minig that we say together with the Chazan, the middle ones, right? We say Avinu uh, Malkeinu, we repeat after him. So our Minig is, we start by Achzirenu. Shuvushlem Lufanacha, other Kehillas, they start from Kazvenu. When I was uh, a boy in the Shul I grew up, they would say on Rosh Hashanah, they would say the whole thing, Pasuk by Pasuk. Um, I remember having absolutely no patience for that <laughs> as a kid. It was I like too hard. That once yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was because maybe we were like something special. I mean, I feel like it was by Nehila, maybe. Uh, there was, was extra time. What? Well, no, we didn't do the whole thing. I just went slower. I don't think we did the whole thing. Yeah, we were, we ended up one year. We ended up with extra time by Nehila. Yeah, miscalculated. Um, yeah, so that was that. I, and uh, in Yeshiva in Riverdale, they actually don't say anything together. The Chazan. 
even uh, even on Yom Kippur. They say the whole thing. They say the whole thing just together in unison. Uh, so I saw a very interesting thing. The Munkachar Rebbe, the Minchas Luzer, the Minchas Rebbe in, in Europe, he has a sefer um, called Shari Yisachar, Yisachar, which uh, has a lot of ha'aras on tefillah, a lot of fascinating ha'aras on tefillah. So one of them, he talks about this, and he says that he mentions these different minhagim, that some people, they say, Avinu Malkeinu, together, from starting from Zirenu, other ones start from Kazvenu. Um, and he says that uh, he instituted in his kehila that they should say everything together with the chazan, not verse by verse, like we did in yeshiva, they should say everything together with the chazan. And on Yom Kippur, B'Shas Ne'ili says that's when they say it pasik by pasik, because it's a special time. And he says, because he, he has a problem with the way we do it, why? He says that, what do we do? We say those psukim in the middle, we say them loud, we say them loud, and then the ones after that, we say them quietly, and we rush through them to get to the end. And he says, what are the ones afterwards? The other one, the ones afterwards are the, really the ones about Koyet Shemayim. Harim Karen Yisrael Amecha, Harim Karen Meshichecha, those are the ones that you really dabbing for Koyet He says, he says it's Derech Tzachos, which means that it's not, he knows it's not Pashab Shat, but he says that, that the Zoyar says very famously that in Rosh Hashanah you shouldn't dab for personal requests. And not for Kvayt Shemayim, because if you dab personal requests, you're like a kela that's screaming, have, have, kalba that's tavchen, have, have, you're just screaming, give me, give me, and really you should be focused only on Kvayt Shemayim. Very famous there, about why you don't make personal requests in Rosh Hashanah, and a lot of discussion about it, should you, shouldn't you? So he says, first of all, why does Zaira say you scream, have, have? Well, let's say you say, have, have, it's better, it's the same problem, you shouldn't be making personal requests. Also, he said, the Baal Shem Tov said that if you're making a personal request, but you're doing a L'Shem Shemaim, you want to have Parnassus, or you could keep Tarim Mitzvahs, you could send your kids to Yeshiva, he says, why is that a Chesar and Kvot Shemaim? So he says that, no, he says what it means is here, by Avinu Malkeinu, that if you just scream the middle, and you say, Avinu Malkeinu, uh, you know, Parnassah, Rufua Shalema, and that's the ones who scream, and then the other ones, which are Kvot Shemaim, you say quietly, and you rush through, he says, that's what desire means, that's a Chesar and Kvot Shemaim. So, in any case, we're going we're gonna to still do our minig, but the point is, realize that we should give equal importance to all parts of Avinu Malkeinu. It gets a little hard sometimes, you know, Chazan rushes through the end of it, but at least on Shani and Kippur we don't. <coughs> and uh, it's important that they're all very, very powerful tefillahs, and they're an expression of Kvei Shemayim, of Malcha Shemayim. Now, what are the most important words of Avinu Malkeinu, right, which is the most important part of it? So obviously, the most important part is Avinu Malkeinu, those words, because those are the words we keep on repeating. It's kind of like by the Pesach Seder, uh, you know, you say, Echem Yedeh, right? So Shnayim Yedeh, and then you keep on getting down to Echem you know, Echem Yedeh, Echem Yedeh, because that is the point of that period. So you should just keep on chazering, Echem Yedeh, So here also, the point is that you should, we should come to some kind of recognition of Avinu Malkeinu. That's really the most important lesson of all, it's the purpose of all our tefillahs in Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, and it's our life, lifelong work that we have in Avinu, our father in Shemayim, and Malkeinu, we have a king. Uh, the Malach Malchem Lachem, and in Kalm, when they would say Avinu Malkeinu, they would always pause. They'd say Avinu Malkeinu, Shachon Rafi Yishlema, Avinu Malkeinu, Achsreinu B'Shu B'Shlema. They would make a pause, because Avinu Malkeinu is really what you're saying. That's what you should be putting your main emphasis into. And then, you know, you explain it. It's kind of, think of it like when you make a bracha, such as, Baruch Atah Hashem Malakinu Malach HaElam, What's the main part of the bracha? Not the Ba'er <laughs> Right? The main part is the Baruch Atah Hashem Malakinu Malach HaElam. And Ba'er is, you know, where we're directing it. So, the same thing. is Avinu Malkinu is the Baruch Atah Hashem Malakinu Malach HaElam. It's exactly what it is. And then, Shachar Shalem. So, that's, it's important to understand what you're, you're trying to do. There's a sefer called... Um, 
It's written by the Mashkiach of Kfar Chassidim, passed away already, Rabbi Yafa, passed away in 2017. And he quotes Rabbi Leib Chasman, who was Mashkiach of Chavri Neshiva, or a Sefer Yohal Ar, so well, well known Muslim Sefer. So he explained before Ne'ilah, because in Eretz Yisrael, they always rush Ne'ilah, because they want to say Birchus Kayanim when it's still day. So I don't know if you remember, your meal is very, very fast, and they get to Birchus Kayanim, Raipashkiah, and then they have like, they don't wait that long, but they have at least 20, 25 minutes until they have marv. So they say Avinu Malkeinu very slowly. <laughs> they try to slough it out for 20 minutes. So he spoke a little bit before Neila, before about, about Avinu Malkeinu. Um, and he said like this, he said that, and I'm, I'm, I mean he said this more because but I'm expounding on it. He said that when we refer to Hashem as our father, Avinu, what, what is it that we mean? What does that reference mean? We say Hashem is our father. So obviously it, it, it's a much broader sense than a biological father. That's not exactly what we mean. Hashem isn't our biological father. But we find in Tanakh that Elisha Hanavi called Elio Hanavi, who was his, fa- his uh, Rebbe, when he was nostalgic, when he went up to Shemaim, he said, Avi, Avi, Rechav Yisrael, Parasha. So he referred to the, the Navi as Avi, as his father. And uh, not only by Elisha, who was Talmud, and it was his Rebbe Muvik, but even uh, the Melch Yisrael, who was not a Talmud of Elisha. Actually, he got quite a bit of rebuke from Elisha. It wasn't on the greatest of terms. But when he sent to him, he referred to him as Avi. The way he addressed the Navi is Avi, as my father. And uh, not only that, but there was a non-Jewish king that sent a messenger to Elisha, also in Tanakh, and he also refers to himself as Bincha, your son. So with the, the, what, what does it mean? So as far as a Navi is concerned, what it means is, is that a Navi was there to, to, to be a conduit from a Kaddish Baruch Hu to, to Kal Yisrael. So that means all the bracha that came, came through the Navi, all the Everything that Hashem had to give the, the Klal Yisrael and the whole world came through the Navi. The Navi was the male Yosher for Klal Yisrael. The Navi constantly davened for Klal Yisrael. The Navi saw to it that Klal Yisrael was doing what they could so that they could get the best possible. And in that sense, that's what he was, a, a father. Was, he was providing. He was the one where you were getting everything. Now, a real biological father, you get your life through him. But you don't only get your life through him, you get your identity even if, a, even if a father is a very, very poor father, <laughs> and he doesn't do much in a person's upbringing, but he does give him that. He gives him life. He gives him identity. He gives him his yichus. Um, he puts him in part in, in a family, his lineage. They give the child a position. They can possibly be myrish to even without raising the child. They can give him money. They can give him position through inheritance. So a person gets his status and his position and most of what he has in this world through his father. And fathers, of course, who are doing the correct thing are give much, much more to the, their children, right? They give all the good that they can possibly have. They funnel and they channel to their children. And that, in that sense, we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the Av, technically as the ultimate Av, because we get everything from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right, so when we talk to Kaddish Baruch Hu as an Av, what we mean to say is that you're the one where we get everything from. That's whatever we want, whatever we need, whatever we can have. We have no other way to get it. We have to get it through you. As a person is Yerush's father, he doesn't do a thing about it. Right? There's nothing he can do to start it or to stop it. But it's it's from it comes from and and all uh, really all. Uh, we want from it, Hashem doesn't need anything from us. All He expects is to be recognized. As Pasuk in the Navi, it says, uh, If I'm your father, where's my respect? So all HaKadosh Baruch Hu really asks in His status as father is recognition, which is what we do when we say, Avinu, 
in Avinu Malkeinu. So that's the, that's the concept of Avinu. But, why do we then refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Malkeinu? So he explains, Rav Leib Chasman, because a father can't do everything. A father can give you everything he has. But if a person runs into trouble with the law, and he gets locked up, and there's no bail, or he runs into trouble with powerful people, um, and he runs afoul of the wrong kind of people, and the father just simply doesn't have the strength, he doesn't have that kind of connection, he doesn't have that kind of power. So there's, the father has limitations. So there's a limit. He can give, but he can't uh, control. He doesn't have control. He has, he has the ability to give you whatever he has, but he doesn't have the ability to control your situation, and he certainly can't extricate you if you're stuck with the law. And that is where we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Malkin, as our king. As a king, it means HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the ability to control everything. And even if we have, even if we have run into trouble with his laws, right? we've run into trouble with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's laws, he has the ability to override and to, to pardon us. And the reason why Hashem would do that is if, through doing that, his malchus is made better. His malchus, it, it, if, it, if it adds to the kingdom, so then there's reason then to overlook the, the, the acting against the kingdom. So we find David Melch did that, he forgave Shimei ben Gera. So when there was a reason that it contributed to his malchus, even though Shimei ben Gera was a married by malchus, but at that point, pardoning him was actually going to contribute more malchus to David Melch. So there was a reason to pardon. He overlooked the married by malchus. There's, there's a way, there's a method in malchus to do that. So when we refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Avinu and Malkeinu, we refer to him as Avinu because that is why he will give us a king could give us, but a king won't necessarily have a reason to give us. Avinu is the reason why he gives us, because he's a father, he gives us everything. His love, Akash Baruch's love is unconditional. Chavis al Babas, my wife has been teaching this all last year, has seven conditions why we should have the Tachin. And the seventh reason is this one. He says, because Akash Baruch's love is unconditional, there's, no, there's nothing that can break that love. And therefore we say Avinu because that is the ultimate reason why Akash will give us. But in order that he should be able to give us, we have to address him as Malkeinu. Because to override the laws that Akash Baruch Hu put into this world, we need to recognize him, him as, him as Malkeinu. The more we recognize him as Malkeinu, the more he is Malkeinu. Because that's the way Malchus Shemayim works. It only works through our recognition. Once we recognize him as Malkeinu, so then we, so to speak, Kibayachal enable him to act as Malkeinu and to, to pardon us when, when necessary. Um, so that's, that is really, in, a, in, in essence, everything that we're trying to accomplish in Rosh Hashanah can be distilled down to these two words. It's Avinu, Amakeinu. That's really what we're trying to accomplish in Rosh Hashanah, that recognition. Avinu, uh, Avinu is, Malchius is Malkeinu, obviously, and Avinu is Zechreinus, right? Zechreinus is when we're trying to remember, we're trying to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu all the reasons that he should continue giving us because of the relationship that we have with him. That's, that is Avinu, and Malchus is Malkeinu. So we, we uh, in, on Rosh Hashanah, if there's anything we're trying to accomplish, it's to build and that foundation in our heart, that recognition, that reality. We have Avinu, we have Malkeinu. And we say that when we blow the Shaifer, right? We say we blow the Shaifer in order that we should either be Kibbanim or Kavadim. That's the purpose of the Shaifer, to either get HaKadosh Baruch Hu to relate to us as Banim, as Avinu, or to relate to us as Malkeinu. As Avadim. And the cipher 
the shayfar symbolizes both. The shayfar, on one hand, symbolizes the malchus of Hashem, as you know, it says, shayfar is what's used to coronate a king. It's the, the, the declaration of that we accept his dominion. And a shayfar also, as you see, we say in shayfar, reminds us of Matan Torah. The shayfar was there to symbolize that union, which was the closest Klai Yisrael ever got to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's when Rashi says by Matan Torah, he was nearer kezokin malerachimim. It was a, a relationship as a, of an av, of a father. It was, that's, that's the two aspects of Shefer that we're trying to bring out, both Avinu and Malkeinu. And uh, therefore, it's something important to recognize that, and, and that's really what you're doing. When we're screaming Avinu Malkeinu, 44 times over, we're chazering Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Malkeinu. And if by the time Neila ends, it penetrated a little bit, then we've accomplished what we came here to do in the Yom Neraim. Now, in the version of the, of the riff, the first two verses of Avinu Malkeinu, which Rabbi Kiva said, was to establish those two points, right? He said, Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Ata. Avinu Malkeinu, Elanu Malach Ela Ata. So it's like that's kind of the, sets the tone for everything you're saying after that. So first, we're, we're saying this is what we know. This is what we're trying to do here. Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Ata, you're our father. And Elanu Malach Ela Ata. Interesting, also in Sfaradi, Nusach, they, they, uh, they, they did a lot better over here. They, they actually use this Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Ata. They say it um, every day before Tachnon. After Tachnon, before you, before we say, um, uh, before we say Nachnon and Manasseh, right, right then by the end of Tachnon. So they, before that, they say Avinu Malkeinu uh, Avinu Ata. They stick that in there. Um, and uh, Rishonim explained the reason why they do that is because we've at this, at that point, you've tried everything. You've Davin Shman Esrei, which is Amida. You've done the Filas Apayim, which is Nefila. So you've done every way of Tefila that's possible. And that's why the next thing we say is Anachlan Eid Manasseh. We don't know what else to do. And that's why we put in the words of, of Rabbi Akiva, Avinu Malkeinu, they say both. They say Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Ata, Avinu Malkeinu, Elon Malchel Ata, because Rabbi Akiva had good effects. Right? It worked when he did it. So that's, uh, we're trying as a last resort, that's the, that, that we try to do that as well. But what's interesting to note, uh, but do you know, by the way, where we use that Nusuch? Avinu Ata? When do we say that in Davni? It's, uh, I'll give you a hint, it's coming up soon. Avinu Ata. What? Rabbi, yeah, that's the only time we use that Nusach of Inuata. We say it from one of the last Putin. We say it a bunch of times. Um, so, anyway, uh, it's interesting though, like that the contrast is interesting. We say by Melech, we say, Avinu Malkeinu, Enlanu Melech, Elahata. We have no other king except you. But by father, we say, Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Ata, you are our father. We don't say, Enlanu Av, Elahata. It's never ever said. We never said such a Nusach. I searched. We never use that nusach. So I saw some people talk about it. There's the the Shiva, the Shiva Bear Yaakov. So the Rosh Shiva used to be Rameshish Mul Shapiro, a very, very famous Rosh Shiva. So he passed away uh, a number of years ago. His son is named David Yitzchak Shapiro. So he was asked this question, or he asked this question. And he said like this He said, A king, you need to accept upon yourself. If you don't accept a king upon yourself, then he's not a king. Uh, and a king, even once you accept, uh, he could be overthrown, he could be usurped, right? So the, the, a king is limited to as much as you accept his dominion upon yourself. A father is by birth. So there's no two ways about it. If it's your father, it's your father. There's no breaking, there's no ending, there's no cutting that off. He says, if you go to your father and you say, I have no other father except yours, that would be quite insulting, actually. <laughs> what else? What do you think, right? A king, so this is when you're addressing Kashbaruch as a king, you have to demonstrate that I have no other king except you because we could have a lot of other kings. 
both literally, you can have other kings, and you can have uh, spiritually other kings. You can have Yitzhahara, Tzamelech, Zakhanuksil. You can have a lot of things that, that determine what we do. So in order to actually have a Kodesh Baruch as a king, we have to declare, Ein Lanamelech Ata. But father, father, that is the only option. There's a Vinu And it means also like what we are saying before, which is important, is that that in Malchius, that's what Malchius is about. Malchius is about us accepting a Kodesh Baruch as a king. Hashem rules over us, whether we like it or not. But that's called Memshalom. That means he rules. Maishal Bagayim. He rules over the Gayim, even though they don't accept him. That's because that's what he does. But a Melech is only if we accept him. So we need to accept the Kodesh Baruch to have Malchius. And that requires us to recognize Ein Lanu Melech But Avinu Ata is the, the relationship we have with the Kodesh Baruch as Avinu. That was established by the Avis. Kodesh Baruch made a bris. That's never getting cut off. That's never ending. It's never, never going to go away. That, that's unconditional. So we don't have to say, there's no declaration necessary. It's, it's automatic. Av, and that's, that's forever. And that's also an important thought to understand when we say, Avinu, Amalkenu. The Siddha Shlah quotes Arizal, and this is actually a more important, it's a powerful point. It's also hard to say, if not that he said it. But it's something also to take to heart when we're saying Avinu Malkenu. He says that Rabbi Kiva was the one who said these two words, right? He's, he was the one who used this nusach, Avinu Malkenu, Avinu Ata, Avinu Malkenu, Malkenu, And the Gemara says, as we said, that when Rabbi Eliezer davened, it didn't rain, but Rabbi Kiva got up, it started raining. The Gemara really asks why that was, and the Gemara gives an answer. But he, the result apparently is understanding this is what the Gemara means. He says that Rabbi Kiva was the son of a ger. So he didn't really have yichus from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So when he was saying, Avinu Makenu, Avinu Atta, what he was really saying is that I don't have Avram, I don't have Yitzchak, I don't have Yaakov, I don't have any yichus like that. The only av I have is a Kaddish Baruch That's the only father that I have. The only av I can claim to is you, HaKaddish Baruch That's why it was so powerful. Because that, that it's, that's the level we're actually trying to get to with Avinu Malkenu. After we say all these 44 tefillahs, what we're trying to say is that there is no other Avinu. There is no other Malkenu. We have nothing else to rely on. We have no one else to turn to. We have no, no one else that we expect that this, these wishes, these retainers can be fulfilled. That, again, is what the whole purpose, what we're trying to accomplish throughout Yom Neraim, Aseris Mechuvah, that's why we keep on saying Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Malkeinu. We want to get to the point where we have that recognition. There is no other Avinu. There's nowhere else, no way, no way else for us to get anything else. And Malkeinu, there's no one else who can control it. Um, <clears throat> and on this note, we said before that the, the Sefer Tanya and the Siddur Edelheim says that Ein lanu melech ela ata corresponds to Abbas, the first bracha of Shemanasre. So how is that? So really what this should help us understand is that's what we're doing in Abbas. In Abbas really, what we're doing is the original baruch ata shem lakeinu melech ha'elam of Shemanasre. Right? Shemanasre doesn't have another baruch ata shem lakeinu melech We have the siyam bracha, but we don't have... This is the bracha, Abbas is the baruch ata shem. The Taisus explains that even though we don't say alakenu melech ha'elam, Avram is like saying Malach Ha'ilam, because that's what Avram Avinu did. That's what Avram Avinu taught us, that's what he taught the whole world, that HaKadosh Baruch was Malach Ha'ilam. So, Avinu Malach, uh, when we say uh, Avis, what we're really trying to say is Baruch HaTashem Malachenu Malach Ha'ilam, and, and, and clarify that point. And that's why it corresponds to Ein Lanu Malach Ha'ilam. So, Avinu Malkenu actually teaches us a little bit of how we're supposed to be saying that first Baruch HaShem That's what a person is supposed to walk away after he finishes Avis. 
And he says weiter that this is like more fascinating that zachar ki corresponds to gvuras, which is at uh, the So zachar ki Normally, we understand it's like we're kind of giving an excuse. Like yeah, we're just from dirt, we're created from the earth, so don't hold our various against us. But this is saying it's not what we're doing really. What we're doing is like this: What do we do in Machal Kachaim? We say that we have nothing, and we need everything we have. We need to come on to you. Everything that we need that we can have is only from you. So when we're saying Zachur Ka'afra Nachman, that's really what we're saying. We're saying Zachur Ka'afra Nachman. Remember that we are Afra. We can't do anything. We can't accomplish anything ourselves. We can't achieve anything ourselves. We anything we achieve, we have to come on to you. So so the only way we can be successful in not doing Averis and, and is is if if you give us that siyata jishmaya, so that's what we're saying in Zachor Kiafar Nachno. We're really telling ourselves that we need to rely on a Kaddish Baruch Hu and turn to him if we want to get that kind of siyata jishmaya. So these are a number of points that there are to talk about over here. There's a lot, a lot more. <laughs> we can go on. We just, we just started the first two. There's, the, there's a big discussion about Avinu Makenu Chatanu Lufanacha, if you say that on Rosh Hashanah or not. Beis Yosef says you shouldn't say it on Rosh Hashanah because you're not supposed to be Mazkir Chait on Rosh Hashanah. Magad Abraham says, no, you're supposed to have a different Kavana. Avinu Makenu Chatanu Lufanacha is not us. Avinu Makenu, our fathers, Chatanu Lufanacha, they did Avadizara in time of this Mikdash. But Avinu Makenu, Einlan Malchalata. It's like one sentence. Our fathers did, did, did they sinned, but us we don't serve a vajzar. At least that's true. Then, then, we're, then we can say with some kind of authenticity that much we don't, even though, according to the Bali Musa, there's many other kinds of vajzar. <laughs> there's uh, a lot of other kinds of vajzars that people serve. Changes from generation to generation. But in any case, other Mepharshim disagree with the Magan Abraham. They say, they say you should say a little quieter. They say you certainly on Rosh Hashanah you shouldn't bang your chest. Other people have that meaning that they bang their chest when they say Chatan Lufanacha, but you don't do that on Rosh Hashanah. There's also, uh, so I'll finish, a nice, very powerful story which you may have heard, and it's, it's important how to be Mechavin when towards the end of Avinu Malkeinu we say Avinu Malkeinu Aseleman Harugam Hashem Kachacha. And then we say Avinu Malkeinu Aseleman Tuchama Yechudacha, which seems very much repetitive, right? Arugam Hashem Kachacha, they were killed on your holy name. Tuchem Yichudacha, they were killed because of Yichud Hashem. It's almost, almost the same thing. So, a um, person who was in a concentration camp once approached the Rav and he said, I'll explain to you. I saw something which taught me what, what the difference between these two Avinu Malkenus are. He says, in my city, as the Germans did in many cities, they lined up everybody in a huge line in front of a pit that they made them dig first. And then they gunned them down, machine gun. So as they started shooting, they, everybody started saying Shema Yisrael. So at the beginning of the line, they said Shema Yisrael Hashem, and then they were shot. The end of the line, Gata Echad, before they were shot. The first half of the line was Harugim Hashem Kuchacha. They were killed when they said your name, Hashem Lakeinu. The end of the line, Rutuchum Yichudacha. They were killed when they were Miyach Hashem Hashem, when they said Hashem Echad. And uh, the... The Swarm say, the Chidarites, I think, the Shlo also, that when you say these words, you're supposed to be a Mechavan, that we also are ready to be Meisr Nefesh. 
uh, you know, for, for Yichud Hashem and for, for, for Mesir Snefesh, for Kwech Shemayim. And that's also a tremendous power and tremendous chus when we say these words. And it's also it's towards the end, we just tend to go through it very quickly. Also, very, very powerful words. Kapanam HaKadosh Baruch should uh, give us the, the seichel, not to let this oppor- every opportunity of saying Avinu Malkainu slip through our fingers. It's one of the most powerful tools we have for Sarasamei uh, Shuvah. Yeah.